On this season of Green Shirt, a newbie's trek through the next generation. Commander, it seems that the subject Cameron has never watched Star Trek TNG. The crew continues their education of a pop culture anomaly. How am I still wet after coming out of the holodeck? Jordy, how many minutes do we have to talk about the holodeck before the ship explodes? Rob must grapple with the laws of quantum intimacy. Did he just have sex with that alien? No, Cameron, I assure you that nothing more than kissing happened. Horny organs. Bobby travels forward in time. Hey, noob, how many lights are in your room? I think there's four. And producer John attempts to keep the ship from falling apart. Rob, he tasks me. (sighs) Nah, he really doesn't. What an exciting season of Green Shirt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Green Shirt, a newbie's trek through the next generation. I... I'm Cameron, who was too full of psychic waste to watch TNG growing up. But sticking by me until I'm old and gray, the Jack to my Robin Williams, Rob Campbell. Oh, God, Jack. The portrait to my Dorian Gray, Miss (laughs) Bobby Blue. Uh, Fuck yeah, Oscar Wilde. (laughs) Yeah, Oscar Wilde. (laughs) <laughs> and back for his third outing on the good ship green shirt, the Mel Gibson to my World War II test pilot, Aww. Chris Hotomy. Oh, boy. That's a great one. <laughs> okay, that that's confused me with the Gibson one. It's like, how does Gibson make you age or revert? Forever young. Yeah, oh, that's he forever catches young? Up. He catches up at the end. Oh, yeah. no, I instantly came out of the par- the park not getting it, not getting a reference that everybody knows. Oh. <laughs> Podcast ruined. Welcome to my life. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, wait, it wasn't Robin Williams was Jack, wasn't he? Can I beat Jack to his Robin yeah. Williams? I did confused. not stick with the format for those metaphors. It, guys, it, I'm sorry. it, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And guiding us through Tai Chi to find our balance so we don't have to resort to forcing our toxic emotional ejaculate onto another <laughs> producer, John T. Bowles. Uh, the Federation board of directors promised me a swift end to this podcast, so I expect <laughs> it to be honored. Uh, Chris, how are you today? Oh, I am doing great. Welcome back to the pod. Uh, I wanted to talk to you, uh, just catch up with you since we haven't uh, podcasted yeah, in a while. Yeah. Uh, based on your your Facebook feed, you're uh-huh. running up and down a lot of stairs. I, I love a good stair. Do I you love count? a good stair. Do you have, have any idea what how many stairs you've been up and down? Uh, like like more than seven, um, <laughs> less than a billion. I also wanted to ask you about your Halloween costume, of which you've done a variation uh, two different years that I enjoyed. Oh. There was deer Evan Hansen, where you were Evan Hansen with deer horns, deer antlers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. with the you know, hand in a cast and the yeah. classic polo shirt. But then this last year, was this last year that you were beer Evan Hansen? Yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah. I didn't get a, a proper photo, but like what like what if what if what if Evan Hansen just. Just calm down and drink a cold beer. <laughs> well, I, I enjoyed that very much. Yeah, yeah. He, I look forward to what other other words that rhyme for next year. I'm looking forward to. Well, I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll discover the like the one true religion and go clear Evan Hansen. <laughs> you know? yeah. Or you know, find some good pantyhose and go sheer Evan Hansen. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. You could go as a uh, medieval king and go as King Lear, Evan Hansen. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good mashup. Yeah, I got to get three daughters. You know, yeah, I have. Yeah. Well, this week we did watch Man of the People, the only episode so far where Doctor Beverly Crusher straight up kills two people. <laughs> oh. Just kills oh. them. One victim for each nipple we see. 
Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Chris seems confused. No, no, I, 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 I usually have pretty good like uh, radar for 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 nipples mm-hmm. in Star Trek, <laughs> but I don't recall. Yeah, yeah, you don't recall the nipples? They were prominent. What about okay? What about the what about the side boob? Well, I mean, I was looking at uh, first off, I was looking at Diana Troy's personality uh, and her like, <laughs> yeah. eyes up here, um, guys. Yeah, her. Yeah, uh, yeah. Her but, personality uh, was poking right out through that blouse, but we'll yeah. we'll get to that scene. I was actually kind of looking more for it after Cameron sent the emails that had nip- the word nipples slipped in surreptitiously throughout <laughs> yeah. it. I wasn't even really thinking about it till he said that. I guess I was thinking about what's his name, the ambassador's nipples, and I don't recall him showing. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, like that's interesting yeah. because much like Deanna in the turbo lift, I just couldn't stop staring at his chin the entire episode. Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, not oh. the nipples. My eyes were yeah. up there, but only so far. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was. It takes a lot of skill to play a block of wood on screen for for forty one minutes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh Zero charisma whatsoever. Uh, shots fired. Hey, he, he explicitly put all of his interesting things <laughs> That's in right. other people. That yeah. was a choice, John. It was an yeah. acting choice. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't even. But what, but what about the end when you really see him? Like, I mean, he has a he has a funny face when he feels pain and all the the nasty <laughs> things. <laughs> it is a fun moment. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. At the end, but at the beginning, yeah. Yeah. we uh, we find out that the Enterprise is is here. Just to protect the Federation's shipping routes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's all they're here for. Yeah. They don't care about the actual conflict, but this is no an important whatsoever. Federation mm-hmm. shipping route. Yep. Money, 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 money. Classic. And uh, they come across uh, apparently some warships attacking a, a transporter, mm-hmm. but we only know that because like everything else in this episode, it's just told to us. We don't <laughs> actually right. get to see anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't get to see this guy being good at his job. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Big, big issue. Yeah, I did, for the third episode of the season, they seem to be running out of money already. I don't know. <laughs> they, they, another episode was supposed to air, and they were they had to write it very fast. It wasn't ready because some actor was unavailable. So five people wrote this incredibly no. quickly. Really, what? Bobby? Are you saying this episode? Yeah, this masterpiece <laughs> that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was. I, I. I'm interested by the perspective everybody has, where I'm like. Oh, you know, I actually just thoroughly enjoyed this episode. <laughs> but I wonder if it's because I've just been so poisoned by modern TV where it's just like the notion of an episode where like something happens to a character and then uh, the bad guy dies at the end and it's all resolved. You mean episodic? Uh, yeah, it's just, it's so it's so it's like when uh, I, I was I'm not going to go on a tangent here, mm-hmm. but when I was watching a cutthroat island a few uh, weeks ago, <laughs> oh, yes. Hell yes. and there was a shot of Gina Davis riding a horse through like the water and during the sunset. I'm like, well, this is better than anything I've seen recently. And that movie's terrible because it was all practical. Like, yeah, exactly. And yeah. yeah. And just watching a show where they they committed to telling a story. <laughs> it's like my, my, my standards have really been lowered. <laughs> well, I, I am thankful that everyone here uh, really lowered my expectations for this one because I didn't hate it. Yeah. There, there's a lot I did like about it. But yeah, there's, there's definitely some script problems. <laughs> I didn't lower it because I, I'm kind of rewatching it with you, Cam. I mean, but this episode, there was a point where I was like, oh, this is the one where she gets old. <laughs> like, for somehow it like popped in. I was like, oh, I know. I remember this one, which is crazy because it's not that great. But um, obviously something stuck out. Did the uh, did the transport ship, the USS Dildo, make uh, an impression on you? Is that what you were talking about? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I didn't notice that. That one's for you, Marcy. That one's for you. It was, pre- it was pretty blatant this time. All the dildos yeah. for Marcy. <laughs> Wait, and I forget. Did it have uh, balls on both ends, though? <laughs> I forget now. Just just two sets in the middle. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yes, they send, they're beaming over an ambassador, a mediator from this ship, and Picard sends Troy down. And is there any rhyme or reason to who he sends down to meet people other than what the plot needs in each episode. I was like, why are you sending Troy? Riker's right there. Don't you usually send Riker for this sort of stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Troy, it's not the first time he sent Troy, though. I think Troy's a good, like, no, but reader. Every time he sends Troy, you know the episode's going to be about Troy. Right. <laughs> yeah. I did want to do an IMDb minute for just the voice of Captain Talmage, who's oh. the, the captain of the, uh, which I, was not on the IMDb. Oh. I actually had to do a little mm. extra research to, to figure, because he's, He's got a voice, but he's not credited. Uh, mm. Let me share this real quick here. So this is the uh, the Google rabbit hole. Minute. This is my Google rabbit hole. It's uh, Terrence Besor. He's just the voice that comes over the... He's known for Walk Hard as the country doctor and uh, additional crew in Memento. He does some <laughs> Star Trek Voyager uh, video games. Hearts in Atlantis, the Anthony Hopkins. Anyway, we don't have to deep dive. He is, uh, as of 2020, still working. Um He's a Borg in Star Trek Invasion, the video game. And anyway, we don't have to go through all 107. I just wanted to give uh, Terrence Besor his due. Heck so yeah. thank you, Terrence. Way to go. Captain of the uh, ship, which is the Dorian. Mm-hmm. Which apparently yeah. the Enterprise just leaves there to get attacked after they leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. I'm sure it's just a random name for a ship, not any kind of awkward foreshadowing. Oh, Dorian. Oh, yes. yeah. oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. shit! Wow, I didn't think about I didn't that. Even catch the name. Of it. Yep, it's a it's an allusion. It's a gray ship. To and it's your a awful opening the, for me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, no, it was all it was all woven together like a fine tapestry. So Ambassador <laughs> Alcar arrives. Yeah, with mommy dearest. <laughs> with uh, mommy Miracle Max. Like, <laughs> does all old age makeup from this time look like? Max and Valerie from Princess Bride, like they, I swear they always mm-hmm. just look pretty exactly much, like yeah. that. Like it was all the same mold they had for ten years. Uh, interesting. I, I think I want to talk about the beginning. At mm-hmm. least this the beginning of the episode is. I had a very different perspective of where it was going mm-hmm. when it started. Where I thought it was, I thought they were going to do a weird like we found a, like an event horizon episode or yeah. something. Because they, when they found the 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 ships being attacked and they were getting the radio. It was the radio had that weird like static thing going on. With yeah, it. Mm-hmm. and then it was also the whole like, hey, we just need to get over there really fast onto your ship. And I'm like, um, this is gonna be space ghosts or something. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that that didn't really make sense. It. I thought that yeah. she was gonna curse Diana to get thinner. <laughs> yes, yes. Or or like, I'm gonna drag you to hell. <laughs> Thought, well, speaking but. of Sam Raimi, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't because who beams on board is, well, I mean, it's like, you know, when you kind of um, make a, uh, take mm-hmm. a piece of paper and fold it in three ways and everyone like draws a different part of the body. It's like you did that, but with a face and someone drew Tarantino's top of head, Bruce Campbell's <laughs> chin, and then Giles from Buffy's face. Oh uh, and then they oh, unfolded yeah. it and Admiral Akbar <laughs> Alcar is mm-hmm. who you got. I could not like it. That chin was so Bruce Campbell. I'm just going to call mm-hmm. him Deuce Campbell from here on out. There you go. This is actor um, Charles Lucia, mm-hmm. and he is known for Tank Girl, Captain mm-hmm. Darouche, mm-hmm. and that rocks the cradle. He's a realtor. 
He's in oh. Society. Oh, I've been meaning to watch Society, actually. That's a great poster. People love Society. I think I might like it. And he's in 77 Things. We're going to start at the beginning and just shout out anything that jumps out to you. I saw the X-Files of Pretenders. Somehow my brain saw that as you scrolled that fast. <laughs> he was in Mary Jane Harper Cried last night. Damn. Whoa. Good one. He was in, started in 1956, The Baby and the Battleship. That sounds good. The Baby and the Battleship. Hell yeah. Let's see here. Grandpa goes to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we find new shows to watch. Uh, of course, Roots, the next generation, uh-huh. which is the uh, futuristic version of Roots. <laughs> next gen, just the one episode. Sorry, he does not come back to life or come back as a ghost. Mm. Um, Tank Girl, we mentioned, and he worked right. until 2001. So he wasn't the Pretenders, I just want to say. We fact-checked it. He was not in the X-Files. Sorry, my apologies. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, he's got a face for X-Files. And he just stopped acting 21 years ago, huh? He did. He didn't die. He just stopped acting. And here is, uh, so that was Charles... Lucia. And then uh, Sev Maylor is played by Susan French, who is an old lady, as one might suspect. Um, she's known for Somewhere stuff. in Time, and she's yeah. in House. And Jaws 2 is an old lady. And Ooh. Flatliners as a terminal woman. Wait, she was in <laughs> Flatliners? Because I do have a Flatliner thing I want to talk about in this episode. But, oh, uh, yeah, right? Oh, she's yeah. she's one of those people, like, her whole career, she just looks like the old lady. And that's all she played. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, she is in 43 Things, starting in 1965, the Halford Hitchcock Hour. Okay, so she looked young once. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know, but her, like, Jaws 2, she plays old lady. That's like her 10th thing. (laughs) Older Elise. (laughs) Bessie Gilmore, that's definitely an old woman. Yeah, there's Captain America 2, Death Too Soon. That's a TV movie, Captain America. Look at that. (laughs) Check that out, everybody. Um, Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Flat wait, can you go? Wait, before I just want to see who Flatlander. Oh, she's a terminal woman. Yeah, she's a okay. terminal. They probably use her to flatline. She probably lives in an airport. Um, <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> can I leave? <laughs> Do you need to collect yourself? Do you want to leave and come back after you? Me? After you've, after you've collected. No, Chris said he needs to step away because he's laughing a lot about oh. the joke. Yeah, well, no, no, no. I, I need to call the cops on that joke. <laughs> and uh, boy, hey, guess let's, uh, how much you want to bet she's alive or not? Oh, no. She's still kicking. She died in 2003 Aww. at the age of 91. Great. Great for her. Let's, I wonder what, maybe she died in the airport. Anyway, um, that's Susan <laughs> French, and uh, let's move along. Thank you. Susan Man, French. it's going to be interesting that this is the first episode where the guest swats one of the hosts during recording. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, the SWAT, the SWAT team's at my door. <laughs> Um, her job is to come on and cock block. I wish I was trying to come up with some space version of the term cock block. I don't mm, like the, mm-hmm. that term much. Is it cock blocking though? I mean, how interested was Deanna really? Not. Yeah. Not, yeah. But it's because what happens what he, when he gets his link in you, you go cray cray mm. and you age real, yeah. real fast. Oh, yeah. Fast. No, it's like, she, yeah, she has no agency after he touches his stone to hers. That's for sure. But <laughs> like, she wasn't really into him. This wasn't, uh, Transfigurations yeah. guy for Bev type of. Well, I, mean, I, I think she was getting into him by like Tai Chi Day, but that which was like three days later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But definitely not the moment he appeared. I mean, Bobby, you're a woman. You meet a man <laughs> whose uh, hair dye is just running down the front of his forehead. Are you he's into a, him? He's got a real Giuliani. Going. I would totally fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as I saw his mom, I'd be like, "Fuck that!" Like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not doing mommy dearest. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a red flag in that relationship if you see it, where it's just like, he's like a 40-year-old man or like 400-year-old man, and he's 
still hanging out with his mother. Yeah, why so is what? she there? <laughs> yeah, she's she's with him at his job. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk about like why why is she there at all? Even when we find out what's going on, why is she there? So he's he's passing his uh, his his emotional negative emotions. Yes, the negative yeah. emotions to another person who always seems to be women. Very creepy, uh, there, mm-hmm. buddy. But like, <laughs> how much better is it to have like your constant companion just be this raging ball of negative emotions mm-hmm. than to just burden him yourself? It's not like like what what is he doing? Why doesn't he just like do it and then like lock him in a basement or something? Yeah, they don't know how long this. How far does this reach? Is it light years? When your super, when your Mm. superpower is based is based in magic rocks, you don't know Mm -hmm. how long the tether is going to be. When your magic rock based (laughs) powers, who knows? Well, I didn't even think it was a tether. Like I had to read some outside source to see that it was a tether. I thought he was just putting him into her, and then it was done. Yeah, I thought it was just like using the magic words or whatever, and then it worked. Yeah, no, it's like it's like she's an emotional colostomy bag. And what oh comes out is this God, episode. That ruins so. everything I'm seeing in awesome, sexy nipples. Colostomy. Yeah. Sexy nipples. Sexy nipples. Uh. Are we gonna? Are we moving past like when mommy dearest slash ex lover whatever emotion vampire thing died? Are we mm-hmm. gonna? Are we past that? Are we moving to, to no, Tai Chi? No, we haven't even no, got no. to the Tai Chi yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. And also the admiral, who I have another IMDb minute for. Jeez, oh. Ooh. <laughs> there's so it. much. Here we are talking on this view screen to the Admiral. Uh, he's played by George D. Wallace, who has a nice little photo here in IMDb. I really like Ooh. this rocketeer-looking oh, thing wow, he's got yeah. going on. That so, like, sure looks like the rocketeer to me. Radar men from the moon. Radar men you're, from the moon. You're telling me noted segregationist presidential <laughs> candidate George Wallace <laughs> left <laughs> politics for a late career as a To star a in The Forbidden act. Planet. That's what he did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's boasting in Forbidden Planet. And Minority Report, Chief, Chief Justice Pillard. I think I remember that. Oh, yeah. That's the big part of that, I think. Towering Inferno. Nice. Uh, he's in 230, 235 things. So we Jesus. don't. We're not going to go through all of them. Wow. Starting in 1950, the sun sets at dawn. We're going to go real fast. Ghostbuster, which is just a uh, single <laughs> Ghostbuster. Uh, yeah, we don't. There's too much stuff. Can't see anything you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's good, but he's not worth spending much much time on. Uh, Night Court, classic. Actually, let's just find out if he's in JAG, and then we can move along. <laughs> no JAG. There it is. Oh, JAG, yeah. Chief Petty Officer Walter Jag. Hume. Thank you, JAG. And he is dead since 2005. Thank you. Oh, man. Thank you, presidential candidate George Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> That was a weird scene too. I was like, "Oh, what's he? What's he hiding? Why does he want to go back on this transport ship?" Like, yeah, yeah, that I don't understand. I mean, he is hiding something, but he didn't seem too concerned about it. So, if what you were saying earlier was that, uh, like, this was a fill-in script, maybe that might explain it. That they were just like, uh, you know, they started with one idea, and then by the time they reached the end, they kind of had a different idea. Well, what I read was they actually had five different writers work on each act, and then one guy kind of tied them all together. Ooh, oh, like God. the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort of like that folding paper thing I was talking about. Mm. <laughs> Maybe he wanted to go on the other ship because this lady is in crazy. You really want to be on a, you know, maybe it's you know better to go incognito. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, it was still a Federation transport ship, but uh, yeah. Yeah, but they stay. They stay. They go do some Tai Chi. We get everyone in their terry cloth robes. Yeah, this is good. Those ropes look awesome. And this is yeah, where they do start kind of flirting. 
Mm. Well, is it flirting to just talk to somebody? Yes. In TV, it is. What I'm going to say is Deanna Troy is not making good decisions because she was like, I should avoid this guy at all costs because his crazy mommy dearest is going to like spit in my face and tell me how evil my vagina is. Yeah. Don't even try vagina. Don't even try to wave, labia. Don't wave. <laughs> if we all avoided women because of our terrible mothers-in-laws, we'd never get married. Am I right, guys? Well, that's why you don't meet the moms till later. <laughs> But did anybody think it was kind of cool that Worf is doing the Tai Chi, that he's, like, leading oh, yeah. it? Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, is that how he's finding his end? Because I actually, mm-hmm. at the by the end of this episode, I was like, why isn't Worf making a bigger deal about this Worf crazy shit? Worf makes zero. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> he must have found Tai Chi. Yeah. <laughs> is that he's what like, it is? Does some terrible security later down on the planet. Like, oh, yeah. Worf, yeah. you had one yeah. job down there. Terrible security, almost off screen. Like, it's yeah. just yeah. a quick, <laughs> quick cut. To just him like everything else in this episode. to fail. Yeah. They threaten him with a barrel. They're like, look out, we're going to throw a barrel oh, on my you. God. Are we supposed to think that this is Klingon Tai Chi or is Worf just decided oh, to take it up? It looks like Tai Chi Tai Chi. <laughs> what would Klingon know. Tai Chi look like, you think? You knives. Just... There'd be knives. You'd be cutting yeah. things slowly. <laughs> more stabbing. Just yeah. the same thing, but more stabbing. Yeah. But we did get this flirtatious line. I believe in a strong connection between body and mind. You obviously share the same convictions. Yes, I do. Only sometimes my body has a problem conforming to my mind's wishes. Okay, that's that's flirting. That's flirting. Okay, that is flirting. Just telling us the thesis right out loud. <laughs> right? I know. It's like, that's what we call foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. And also just really bad joke writing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have a walk and talk, and patience is his biggest virtue. He is um, empathic with other Lumerians, mm-hmm. uh, and she senses that he's calm and serene and tranquil. So, like, instead of giving away all his... Bad emotions, maybe he should just try marijuana. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're seeing Worf do Tai Chi, a great way to, you know, modulate your emotions. Right. And I think that's a lesson. There's this guy just has never developed any kind of coping mechanisms. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like every time he's like frustrated or something, probably like if somebody gets his order wrong at a space cafe. He just finds a woman to His girlfriend zap. gets a little bit older. Yeah. yeah pretty much. A tooth yeah. falls out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a Karen. Yeah. There was a historic moment in this walk and talk, though. Mm. Deanna actually veers out of the way for an oncoming extra. She actually <laughs> oh, wow. steps aside for her. Yeah. Huh. It's amazing. Very good. Wow. Is that your favorite part of the episode? That was the best part. <laughs> and then we get to like the most on the edge of our seat moment of this episode. The evaluations. Uh, <laughs> what is going to happen? How is Lieutenant Freitas doing? How is his molecular biology uh, holding up? Is it up to snuff? I don't we know. We never find out. We never, we never find do. Out. No. Oh, man. Riker just smiles about there being a psychotic old woman on board. I was like, <laughs> yeah, maybe we all wind up like that. One of the scripts they combined into this was an entire episode where they go, they finish that, that, uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. that, ta- that task. Um, it's a deleted scenes. It's full yeah. length. Yeah. 43 minutes. Hmm. We, ha- we have that line, don't we, John? Yep. I know she's been sick. She's very old. She's <laughs> probably senile. Who knows? We could all end up that way someday. And that's what we call hitting foreshadowing on the fucking mm. head. Yeah. 
And why is Riker so obsessed with growing old in this episode? And why is he smiling when he delivers that? Maybe we all end up that way line. It's like, oh, you forgot to wink at the camera when you said that too, Riker. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's it. I think we're seeing like two friends share an intimate moment. He's like, I mean, I've talked to people about growing old and, you know, like if you're lucky Mm -hmm. enough, you join that club, you know? It's it's him saying uh, he sees him and Deanna's relationship and their friendship lasting till that point. Mm, I didn't think that's it was. Good. I mean, I certainly see it as to him trying to soothe her and calm her. I think it was like a where's the wink, <laughs> wink bad. I think he was just saying, she's probably yeah. just Maybe senile. one day we'll all look like that Nazi from Last Crusade who drinks the wine and, and melts. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to that day. A tangent, but question to the Star Trek, the, the Trek heads here. What stage of their relationship are they in right now? <laughs> they are basically like, Friends, but our theory is when they're not dating anybody else, they're like fuck mm. buddies. But yeah, also, they are still soulmates. They're in, you know, they're tied Zotti, together. Yeah. I don't think yeah. they're fucking anymore. I think there's hints in other seasons, but not now. Yeah. The cuddling scene in this episode seemed like they weren't gonna, it wasn't gonna go much. I mean, of course, it's me, so I assume <laughs> yeah. it's chased, of course. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they seem they give a little, little smooch, and then they just relax and they stroke each other's heads. Uh, and that's know, probably the that, stage they're at right now, but yeah, it's it's definitely probably the only notable thing to me about this episode is like, wow, this is probably more Riker Deanna interplay without it being fraught with any kind of heavy emotion of romance that we've seen. So one of the highlights, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like the relationship a lot. She's gonna get two ice cream sundays after this. So <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. like that. <laughs> that's great. Good for her. Uh, but she was um, bitten, Jerryed, parried by the sudden common. Uh, bitten, Jerry, parried. No? Oh, okay. God. <laughs> yep. Let's move past that one. <laughs> you come do you, up with one. Do you, when you're watching this and taking notes, are you writing down puns? I didn't write you... that down. I came up with that one right now. Oh, That's, okay. Yeah, it that shows. Was in um, the moment. I'm just wondering. <laughs> My grown is actually like, trying to figure out. Sometimes you guys look like, and then you're like, Oh, didn't really you, like. Are you like? Do you have a set? Do you like practice this mm-hmm. with your kids? You're like, hey kids, I'm just wondering. It I'm works like, great on an eight year old. Let me tell you, <laughs> like a whole writers' room of like Reed College interns. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit that my groaning was not uh, disapproval, but rather I was. Just, I'm still trying to figure out what the what the reference was. I mean, I know the Ben and Jerry, but Ben and Jerry parried because the old woman died, so she parried. Yeah, the, she never gets her Sundays. Perry. It's like a block. It's a callback to the cock block joke. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm groaning in disapproval. Yes. Uh. I really love how nuanced and layered these bits are. <laughs> I thought it was a portmanteau and I couldn't figure out what it was supposed oh, to be. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, she's died and she's curled up like a dead spider. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> Mannequin or extremely good dead body actor? Yes. That's her. (laughs) She is acting that. She did not Mm -hmm. fucking move an inch. She's like, I perfected old lady death. (laughs) That's how she got the role. Look at me. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, either this is an amazing mannequin or an amazing actress. I can't tell Mm -hmm. which, but yeah. I think that's just her. Like, I, I think, think, I think I after that they were like, and cut and we're done, people applauded on the stage. We, can, the can we go back to our IMDb? Can we make sure that she didn't actually yeah. die in the like, scene? Oh, was this her no, last credit? Actually yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why, why is she dead and catatonic? Like, why, why is she, as, as Rob said, in upside down spider pose? 
That's not because, a yoga pose or a Tai Chi pose. Because just, because the guy was having a lot of emotions because he's yeah. really coming on to Troy and it was just funneling into he her. Got, and, he got turned on and he rubbed one out and that was it for her. Oh, so, yep. yeah. Oh, that's it. Like rigor yeah. mortis can just set in that fast. Oh, yep. It's amazing Apparently. how fast you can get hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Rock hard. Hey, speaking of rocks, they have a, uh, a little... A little funeral chant, and he he rock zaps her. He gives her the little rock zap. He gets his two rocks out of the baby coffin. He gets his rocks off. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I know she's an empath and whatever, but, like, once again, so many red flags. And, (laughs) like, this this guy just came in here with this weird, this woman who was in distress, and clearly there was something going on with her, um... And now she's mysteriously died and he's immediately asking you to do a ritual with him. Yeah. I don't know. Like Riker said, she was old. She was sick. She was obviously senile. Mm. Now he wants to do some weird cultural ritual. Like, I don't know. What's what's the, what's the red flag? I don't know. It, this happens, I feel like, every week in some variety for them uh, for like nine years or something. Like, I, I feel like they should be more wary of like someone coming in and immediately being like, "Hey, do some ritual with me after a mysterious death happens." Come back to my place. Let's touch rocks. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Would wonder like the Federation would be like, "Oh yeah, let's check the records on this ambassador and his mother coming aboard." Well, it looks like your mother lives on another planet or died ten years ago. Like, yeah, where's Data fact checking this? Yeah, where is Data? Where is Data? He's busy at ten forward <laughs> talking to some. Pretty hot, somebody. <laughs> yeah. Troy's immediately changed by this rock yes. touch. And what did you guys think happened at first? Anyone who didn't know ahead of time, like what what, what Body was happening here? Yeah. I 100% thought it was his mom. Like I thought his mom died and he was trying to preserve her. And so he put yeah. it into his kind of girlfriend, which would have been really weird. Well, I thought that's why at, when she like comes on to him at one point and he rejects her. I mm-hmm. thought that was because his mom's spirit or consciousness had been like downloaded into her. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Which, yeah. I mean, you know, I knew from the still frame, the the streaming still frame, that Troy was going to get old. So I just assumed he gave her the old disease. I just, you know, he took her to the beach. Oh, yeah. yeah, the old beach. Yeah. Uh, so, Bobby, what did what did you think? What did you think when their rocks touched? That's when I was like, oh, this is the episode. <laughs> She gets old, (laughs) but I couldn't remember how crazy she gets. Like, Uh I I still was like, oh, or she's just going to get like uh, uh, sexy. But I forgot. I was like, oh, she's going to turn to that old witch. Um, So I I actually kind of giggled and I was like, okay, yeah, bring on the aging. I forget. (laughs) How do they do that? You know? Okay. So, yeah. Well, and then especially the next shot after the commercial break is her like checking her face in the mirror. And I was like, oh, for sure. The mom is now in this young woman's body. That's 100% what he did. It's the mom, or or maybe it was someone else who then she had been in this other old lady's body for some reason. But uh, no, it's still basically Troy, just with all these extra emotions. She asks who her meetings are with that day, and who? Janeway. And Janeway. Yep. What? Yeah. what? That was fun. But that is actually the person we see later in the therapy session. Is because I saw her credited that, but I was like, well, they never said her name. There's nothing suggesting that's who. And that there was is. nothing in my research that says that using that surname was anyway connected. Yeah. No, it's got to be like a niece or something. I mean, we're we're way too close to Voyager starting for this to yeah. It's like for that to somehow be Catherine Janeway, right? But. Sure, sure. 
Meanwhile, this becomes a classic Crusher chomping at a mystery episode. She cannot let this one go. (laughs) Something weird happened with this old lady, and she's got to know. And apparently, this is the only time in Star Trek history that a Star Trek medical doctor in the future needs to perform an autopsy. Yeah. (laughs) What does a space autopsy look like? Wait, she did one recently, too. Uh, She did open back surgery. Did she do an autopsy? Oh, it's been a while. Her scanner, the things they scan people for, could tell her anything she needed to know from this. Yeah, what is cutting the body open going to tell you that the molecular scan didn't? Well, yeah. that's the thing. Do they even cut them open or do they just transport their organs out? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I Do you ever, do you ever like, casually decide that you want to get burritos and you go to your local burrito place and they're closed mm-hmm. and then you kind of get, like, indignantly upset and then you're like, no, I really want burritos now? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why I think she's obsessed <laughs> about the autopsy because she wants to. Do, she suggests an autopsy and like, no, no, no. Our uh, culture d- is against them. And then she's like, damn it, I'm going to do it. I don't care about their horrible primitive culture. I didn't really care about the autopsy until you told me no. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. she really lays in on their culture. For, she like, cannot it, let this autopsy go. It's like Worf <laughs> wanting to fire a photon torpedo. It's like yeah. she oh, just yeah. cannot shut up about firing well, that photon you, autopsy. If you found high levels of neurotransmitter residue in her cerebral cortex, you'd be fucking <laughs> obsessed too. <laughs> Where I think that would mean you were on Molly. Sounds like she was having a bad trip. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> high levels of neurotransmitter residue is a big deal. That's unusual. So, mm-hmm. well, but I did like that we had some consistency with Picard lately, where he was one wearing his action jacket for this mm-hmm. discussion scene in Sick Bay, and two was like, well. Guess we can't do anything. Peace. And just walked away. Like, oh, thank, thanks, Captain. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Zero fucks given by Picard. Yeah, I like Crusher a lot. I like that it was her, like, hanging on to a mystery. That's very Crusher of her. And I like that she kind of figures out whatever the fuck they do at the end. But, like, the autopsy thing, I did keep bumping on. I was just like, this just feels weird that yeah. she just won't let this part go. Well, in the research about the writing of this, they kind of um, criticized it later on. They're like, we're in season six. Why do we have to keep talking about the prime directive? Who fucking cares? They have like liberty now to make their own decisions. You don't have to keep like doing prime directive 101. Like, and so I think that was part of it too, that they tried to throw that in to create more plot mm-hmm. and drama, which was totally unnecessary. Well, them respecting cultures is fine, but the the part I bumped on is at the end when they know that this guy mind-raped Troy, uh, violated her, is killing her, and the guy's like, yeah, the Federation wanted me to come, so you can't do anything. And Picard's yeah. kind of like, yep, guess I can't do anything. And you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure this guy just violated some Federation laws. You can arrest this guy. They could have done a better job to illustrate that like, his stopping this conflict, he was instrumental in stopping this conflict that was costing the Federation a lot of money. They could have really made a point and like, oh, he saved the Federation a shit ton of money. So, you know, just, you know, he's drilling for oil. He's, you know, <laughs> yeah. an oil tycoon and exactly. nobody yeah. can touch him. There yeah. is a much better version of the story, yeah, that right. could go somewhere like that, yeah. But he also yeah. seems to care about all the children. Yeah, yeah. if we could actually see the war or see it, like, yeah. then that would give his his greater good, yeah. the needs of the mini argument, exactly. at least a little bit of weight. 
Yeah, that's his argument, and it's like, wow, this is the worst way to deliver this argument. Like this, <laughs> this could be a really good moral dilemma episode. Yeah, they don't even show the negotiations. Like it's like, no, I know, there's nothing happening. It's just, it's literally like a Shakespeare play. Like someone just runs in from off stage and is like, something's yeah. happening in the other room. <laughs> Gotta exactly, go. it's all like, it's right, right, right over there. <laughs> I would have loved it if there was a scene of them all just like looking out a window and going, oh my god, that's the biggest battle we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> the atrocities. Look at the huh? bodies lying strewn. Yeah, I did like yeah. the the note about um they're really unhappy with the seating arrangements. Like that seems real. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> the, the yeah. realist of their conflict. That was a whole other episode where they just did a whole they, they cut it, but in the deleted scenes, a whole episode where they fought about the chair placement. That unambiguously sounds good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, a nice bottle episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like during the suggestions for the negotiation when Picard is like, what if we go to this cool tropical beach resort? (laughs) (laughs) It's a brilliant suggestion. He's like, the Mai Tais are great there. The Coco No-Nos. These two factions won't meet up. Let's put them on the one neutral place. Like, it doesn't seem like that's really like not a. How is this amazing, brilliant negotiator not coming up with that? But it's Picard like, (laughs) uh, maybe the one city that's neutral territory. Right. We yeah. were originally going to put them in this gun store to have a negotiation. <laughs> this gun store and loud music venue. And it doesn't look like a cool coastal town where the beach is. Yeah. You don't even yeah, see, yeah, like... No, there's zero outdoor shots, yeah. They're like, let's get some clam chowder. We'll get a couple some kites. You could really go. show off more nipples. They really missed the nippling on this one. And a shirt that says female body inspector. Speaking of nipples and beaches, is there ever a Baywatch crossover like episode of any of the Star Trek? I I am not joking. I don't know, like, but you know what? I'll be ready for that. <laughs> Sorry. Do you think in Baywatch that Pam Anderson is Deanna Troy? No. Oh. Ooh, yeah. David Hasselhoff is Riker. Yeah, he's Riker. Yeah. Who's Picard then? Who who's Picard? I don't know anyone else in that show. It's the older woman that has like no chest, the brunette. Oh, yeah. She's uh, Picard. What's her name? I only I all my knowledge of Baywatch comes from a YouTube series. Um <laughs> anyway. And they have a Wesley on that too. It's David Hasselhoff's son who's really pretty annoying. Sorry, this is a horrible. <laughs> what's the name of the kid? Hobie. Okay, I was trying to think of the name of the Hobie. kid on Baywatch. It's Hobie. I was His like, kid it's like Hobie. Hobie. <laughs> I was trying, I was like I was like a Chody or I thought it was Chody. <laughs> I I mean I feel like the dynamic of uh of Mitch and his cop friend is more of a Picard and Riker thing. Mm. And I understand that making Mitch write up a card is preposterous. I mean yeah, it's but the ocean the ocean is the third The ocean character. is a very dangerous place. Space is dangerous. They're here keeping those yeah. places yeah. safe yeah. for all the other people. I, I mean, saying, yes. the ocean is the Picard. The ocean is the, the big char- the other character. <laughs> the, li- the, the lifeguard stand is Picard. Yeah. Oh. The ocean is kind of the, the 10th main character. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, the ocean yeah. is the prime directive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's happening in this next scene, right? Uh, tai Chi. More Tai Chi. Troy Chi. Oh, and a really artsy mirror shot, which at first I thought I was going to hate the scene. But guys, I kind of like the scene. Because she's hot. Well, it went on a little too long. She vogues a little too long. She crushes the scene. Yeah, It's too long, though. I like how the music kind of times in with like her mental state. And yeah, yeah, I didn't know what was happening. It was creepy as shit. I like it. But also it's too long. No, no, no. It's perfect. It has to be long. (laughs) 
And that's what I want to give her some uh, props. I mean, like, that's a long scene to just know that. I mean, she can probably see all the people around her. I thought she did. She crushed it. I oh, yeah. Liked no, it a lot. It, and it is fun because it's like a tease. It's like, oh, here's some cleavage. No, never mind. We're actually going to show you <laughs> Troy's boobs. That's a later scene. <gasps> yes. And what also I want to say is, like, we've been talking a lot in the last couple seasons about when they finally respect Deanna Troy and they give her a uniform. But this is all about her fucking body and boobs and she probably loved doing this episode because it was all about her i'm not saying her complaints about like why you're always sexualizing me Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm saying there is kind of a contradiction here no i think this is a really fun troy episode i think it's fun whenever we get to see her play uh, a different character, especially when she plays a heavy. Marina Sirtis is great at playing a heavy, just like in um, was it Power Play was the yeah. one where she turned into Zod, basically. Like yep. any chance to see that, I am down mm-hmm. for. I think she's great in all these scenes. Uh, I do think, I mean, yes, one is you're playing to the mind rape trope, and that's a big problem with it. And two, like, like so if this guy is funneling all his emotions, all of his negative, dirty, icky, bile emotions, like. So what is it? He's just like a horny, jealous dude <laughs> who like sometimes likes to emotionally manipulate people. Apparently like, so. Yeah. yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, it didn't have to be all so sexual. They did like hit the gas a little hard on the sexual well, stuff. That could have yeah. been one scene. Thank God he turned her down uh, for a physical relationship. That yeah. would have been unwatchable. Oh, man. <laughs> well, then his 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 energy would just be flowing into her faster. She'd be like rapidly mm. aging as he was going to pound town on her. She'd turn into the condom. <laughs> I don't know what that means, no, but it's official. No. <laughs> yeah. I think the fans understand. Well, everyone, it's been a great night. Thank you for coming to Green Shirt. We're not beating that. I can't keep calling cops on everyone. I feel good about that one. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, Bobby. That is, thank you. Yeah. Wow. I will just say this. I... The the way they've treated I don't know if they've Marina Sirtis was maybe happy on this with this job even though her character is written terribly all, a lot but I don't I just wasn't sure what the point of her stroking herself for three minutes and like I didn't feel comfortable I wasn't sure well, if she wanted yes, to be fine. there I didn't know that the actress wanted to be there stroking her own body I felt uncomfortable her. in a really good way but I was I was also I I had a period where I had no students so I was watching it in in <laughs> my classroom and I was like. <laughs> Miss Blue, why are you so flushed? I was like, what is she going to do? Is she going sh- to... Sh- I really thought, like, I thought for a second, like, is she going to show some more boob? I mean, she can't show the boob, but, like, right. I don't know. Like, I was kind of captivated. You're lucky you were preparing for your hentai podcast. Yes. <laughs> I feel bad. Uh, I was not watching that in my classroom. I was... Um, I was <laughs> that was later. Yeah. But, so, yeah, she does then go to the ambassador's room to try to, uh, you know, get get a booty call. And uh, yep. there's, I, I like the scene, too, where they're circling each other. I thought that was well staged. Yeah, I like the circling. So is he not interested because he's channeling, because horny is a he, negative emotion? He got <laughs> That's what, he what I'm wondering. Yeah. Like, certainly, even if he doesn't have his negative, dark emotions and thoughts, like, he should still be open to healthy relationships. But he's, maybe it also channels his libido because that would be not, it would not be helpful to oh, yeah. be... To have a libido while negotiating. I I thought they could have made a bigger deal about him. Like I, he was in the middle of studying on the cultures and he couldn't be taken away because the whole reason he does this is so he can be a better negotiator. So I thought they could have, I, may, I think maybe they were trying to imply that, but they could have done a better job of like, I can't do this. It will distract me from working, but we've seen him. He's out 
Tai chi and flirting in elevators. He doesn't seem like he's too busy right this now. It's probably one of the worst scenes in the whole episode. Besides, the, the circling's good, but this is a horrible episode. I mean, uh, part of the episode because it just basically isn't to piss her off so that she goes off and does the crazy, wacky stuff we see for the next nine minutes. Yeah. That's the only yeah, reason he, it's there. He does seem to not know what to do with his weird little receptacles <laughs> once yeah. he's created them. Like, he seems Recept- clueless. Yeah. What are the emotions that uh, clearly... So clearly, Troy and, the, and Sev... Maylor, mm-hmm. they are. They have anger, and the libido. They are jealous. They are. They are jealous, and they are apparently also horny, uh, sadistic. I don't. I, I guess is why she scratches right. Murderous, like knife wielding, yes. murdering. Uh, these are what this guy's feeling. Like he I would be feeling otherwise. The the other thing I'm confused about is. For a lot of it, it seems to imply that those are just emotions that are now channeling through Troy and Troy's thoughts. But the times when they like both Sev and Troy are like, you want him or like you really want him to fail. Like those seem to be directly like his thoughts, not just his emotions that are now in- within his receptacles. Self-doubt. I mean, he literally has imposter syndrome. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just it just. Yeah, it, it it's not clear whether it's emotions or thoughts. I guess it's both. He does say both later, but that just kind of muddies what's yeah. happening. Yeah. But yeah. then why would he choose a, a betazoid? It makes no sense. Because she was she was the only empath. She was the only person he could do it with on the ship. But the the bigger question I have then is when he's mentioning that, like, it usually takes a long time for that for my receptacles to break down. Mm-hmm. So he he would know that he had time to plan to have a secondary one there. Like, what if he didn't meet Deanna Troy? Like, what right. if? Well, yeah, he had the throwaway line of like, "I thought she'd survive longer." The yeah, last but, one. I mean, yeah, she was she was near it. Like, I mean, <laughs> she like, was pretty old. It, it feels like it's like because like it seems like if he doesn't have a receptacle, he mm-hmm. dies like instantly, almost. <laughs> or, we're gonna get to what's going on at the end yeah i don't know but yeah i mean that's a good point like i think if again i'm kind of headcanoning that like he was more emotionally charged on the enterprise and that's both why she Ah, died before she was supposed to and troy Mm. ages faster maybe they could have made that part of the episode i don't know that would have been interesting so what we're saying is needed to be a (laughs) (laughs) two-parter All right, so Troy leaves. She's all fuming and hot and horny. She's got to get got to get her uh, mm. dark emotions off on someone. So she goes in the turbo lift where she meets Iceman. Yeah, oh, yeah. I named him Ensign Nineties Hair. He, <laughs> but I love the choice for this visual. I was like, oh man, she could be his mom. This is perfect. Like he's yeah. kind of like smile she gives him oh, yeah. is both yeah. so creepy and making me feel a little funny. Yeah, it's like uh, oh. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind being looked at like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was the scene where I was like, you know what? It, it, it's not a great episode, but the, it's so fun to watch Marina Sirtis play this. And yeah, the guy, okay. and the actor played it well off her, I think. Yeah, yeah. see, I, I yeah. called him Captain Pike's great 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 grandson so, <laughs> with that hair. I mean, well, I also thought that when he was going to confront Riker at the door, he was just going to stop and look Riker mm-hmm. in the eyes and go, "I must break you." Ensign yeah. <laughs> yeah. 90s hair is J.P. Hubble. Oh, he looks uh, like a good dad. I date he's him. Known, <laughs> well, he's he's the megaphone cop in Loaded Weapon One. Oh. Sure. Uh, he's an NCIS, NCIS which is, Miami, which is Jag, basically. The so, yeah, that's right. So, actors for 22 credits. He started in 1990 in Growing Pains. Love it. Just the one episode of Next Gen. He's the mm. only. He's only used, used and tossed aside. Yeah, he had, piece, he had a good look. He had a run and in ER. Good for you. ER. This is like EMT. when his career was like resurging. He's mm-hmm. in 15 episodes. He's EMT Lars Audia. 
West Wing, Secret Service agent. And uh, stopped acting in 2018. Thank you to handsome McWeird there, <laughs> J.P. Hubble. Yes. Doesn't when when um after they have done their in flagrante, mm. and Riker shows up. Wait, are, well, we can't go past the nipples, right? Rob, Rob, you know they had sex, right? You know she slept. With I don't her understand. And, yeah. What do you mean? Yep. Yeah. He's still wearing his clothes when Riker comes in, so um, I think it's finally but fine. But she's she's well. What is she wearing, they Bob? Had what would you call that? She's put on her little silky thing back on. Unfortunately, she has it back on. And, <laughs> and you know, and then just in time, for, like, be like seductors when Riker opens the door. But my, well, let me say this one, like, it's a technical point. It has nothing to do with mm-hmm. what you want to talk about the scene, because I really don't have much to say about the scene. Except this, when the young buck leaves, and he, or he's like, yes, sir. But when he leaves, doesn't, doesn't he refer to her as, like, yes, ma'am, and... Don't you refer to all superiors as yes, sir? Well, she is, mm. she's not an officer yet, is she? But she it's is. a su- superior. Yeah. she's okay. Isn't she she's like fourth in command yeah. of the shift? shift? Yeah. I thought I thought there's a big deal about her becoming a commander later. No, she is a commander. It's okay. getting her command certification, basically. Yeah. Sounds like she's not a commander then. Anyways, I just haven't well, heard like, a yes yeah. ma'am in a long time on Star Trek, and I thought that hmm. was kind of interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Now talk about the nipples in the sex scene that may or may not have happened. Were there nipples in this scene? No. Because I mean, was there we, anything we, else in the scene? We know who is sure there are nipples because Riker gives her after she gave the ensign the turbo lift eyes, he gives her the elevator eyes, blatantly, <laughs> just looking up and down oh, as yeah, soon yeah. as that door opens. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that made me think that, like, okay, maybe they are still like fuck buddies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think they're always a. Oh, are we going to start up again? Is this an on again moment? No, maybe mm-hmm. on again. Oh, oh, you brought in a third. Or, oh, it's a dimmer switch right now. It's a it's a dimmer switch. Their relationship. Well, if they were just friends, he would be like, uh, "Let's do this like some other time." Like you wouldn't if you were totally platonic. So or Riker just couldn't help his trombone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they're both professionals. Who's going to mm-hmm. come in? I did like. Let's just play the scene. I'd, I'd, yeah. This was a really fun scene. Are you bothered by his being here? Of course not. Good, because it's really none of your business. I know that. He plays it so well. Yeah. I believe we were with Lieutenant Freitas in molecular biology. Why do I think you're upset? I don't know. Could we just continue with the evaluation? Well, remember who you're talking to. You are bothered, I can tell. Deanna, I'm sorry I intruded. When you're ready to work, why don't you give me a call? I will. I love that shot he fires as he walks out. He, like, he really acts this scene very well. Yeah. 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 He's not into it at all. Like, yeah, you can't ignore, Mm -hmm. like, what opens the door, but he's, like, ready to work. (laughs) I was very impressed. Yeah. Good job, Jonathan. Does she... She seems wildly out of character here, so I don't know why... Riker isn't immediately like, I mean, you know, red flag, mm. more like red shirt. Wait, red shirt, more like <laughs> red flag. That's oh. awesome. um, but more, especially more later. But like, has she ever been this awful? Like, I you know, know women, would, right? Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> Those bitches be like, Cracker. My ex wife, I mean, my mother in law. I don't know. What are we talking What are we doing? I don't know. I'm trying to find an end to say the trouble with nipples. While you were all looking at nipples, I wrote this very important note that Troy lives in uh, Troy quarters. 
Those are her Troy quarters. <laughs> it's very important that I say that. Um, I like that one a lot. Oh, I get it. Okay, okay. Like a tricorder, mm-hmm. but yep, it's yep, Troy yep, quarters. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's, no, it's no Perry. Um, <laughs> uh, but she's yeah. Um, I'm done with the nipple scene. You guys done with the nipple scene? Mm, hold on. <laughs> if we have to. Mm, now I'm done. Oh, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, because this is high debt. I, I mean, I it looks like you can see areola. No, yes, I don't know. Like, did someone when they were remastering it? Did someone have to go in and like blur it out? Do you have like VR in your eyes now? Like, you can't see nipples. Like, they were like, like in like voluptuous, beautiful boobs. So voluptuous, I thought. I thought her boobs were small. She, all she talks about is her small boobs, and they used to lift them up. But I was like, those look like really nice oh, breasts. You see mm-hmm. Plenty of them in this episode, and they're fine. They're Nothing to be ashamed about, Troy. No. And then yeah. again, when she turns on the side, like, none I'm of you... Think, I'm just saying, I think it was someone's job when they remastered into high def to blur out the areolas. You can't talk about women anymore. That's the problem. <laughs> Bobby always does this. I've, well, because you guys <laughs> I don't. I will be talking about something, and then she's like, why aren't you talking about this thing that I'm talking about? Oh, she means me. I'm not talking about this. <laughs> but it looks like she's looking at me. No, you guys are all very um, thoughtful about when you talk about anything women related or bodies and i appreciate that thank you for being woke men but like come on though all right Chris. So, what, so should we go like like uh, sh- like an awooga awooga hang on let me get my eyes to pop out of my head yeah. Yeah. We, i think we need to get some uh sound board sounds here john Ooh, let me see if i got anything uh, that was the best thing thank you okay let's move on i feel good now i, I just want to say okay. just to to prove that i can be a gross lascivious perv um <laughs> Uh, I was at a, a, a large wrestling show, uh, got very high with a friend uh, uh, recently, and two uh, women were wrestling who the, the fandom have gotten really behind because both of them have, have, have very strong butts. And I was very high and was like really loudly like, this is a great match for people that love butts. <laughs> <laughs> and then like multiple people looked and I saw there were parents with kids near me. <laughs> hey, it's not your fault that people with kids went there. <laughs> yeah, kids kids find but kids love butts. Yeah, they butts do love butts. So, oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I, yeah. So yeah, all right. So Diana Diana Troy uh Awuga Gazangas. Awuga. Um, we love <laughs> See, it. Bobby, you're saying this, but then we get the next scene where I'm like, "Oh yeah, Deanna pulled one of her mom's dresses out of the closet, oh. pulled her mom's oh. hairstyle out of the I closet. I didn't even I'm think like, about that when I watched Ooh, it. Oh boy. Then, yeah, that that's a bit more MILF mode. That yeah. yeah. That was the scene where I was like, yes. Yep. A little oh, gray you like the dress. Yeah. I like the whole thing. The little gray I think subconsciously you're in love with Bonnie Raitt then. Yeah. Mm. Uh, See, I was the- thinking she was combining two of Fumke Johnson's most famous roles, Jean Grey and Xenia Anatop, in oh, one. Oh, there you go. Look, yeah, I was thinking Loxana and Zool, so <laughs> <laughs> all those things do it for me, so yeah, okay. That, so, that... wait, are, are the gentlemen saying it was the 10 Ford scene that you're like, this scene? Yeah, well, I mean, the Tai Chi primes it, the nipples kind of uh make it open the door, and then the 10 forward is the um, the uh, the toxic emotional ejaculate, yeah. Okay, so it's the presentation of femininity, not her actual body, that turns you on. There, you see a lot of the body in that dress. Yeah. Do you? You see plenty. Oh, yeah. When she walks out the door with Riker. Yeah. It, it's not just about having a great car. It's knowing how to drive it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like mm-hmm. that. 
I think the dress is like the seventh character in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) No, wait, no, wait. Strike that. The nipples are the eighth and ninth characters in this episode. Yeah. Um, Let's take a let's take a nipple break uh, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. Troy is becoming Troy is getting older. Clearly, wait, a break from nipples? Uh, break from the nipples to uh, to do a quiz. Let's. I think maybe because she's starting to age, we can maybe we can jump into my quiz that I've been working on. Let's do it. Quiz it up. It's a quiz called Old Food or Space Food. This is about oh. old-timey food. Uh, you have to mm-hmm. guess. This is one of my my classic rapid-fire. Mm. Uh, I'll say, and you're going to say either old or space, and then you guys are going to keep your own scores because I don't give a shit. Um, so it's going to be a food that's either from Star Trek okay. or a food that was from ancient times in uh-huh. uh, in the real world. Um, you will say old or or space. Mm. And uh, this is not, I want to make it clear, not me laughing at funny words from old civilizations <laughs> or uh, other cultures. This is not like, hey, look at how funny this culture sounds. Because can, it's can not we call I, it oldly going or boldly going? Oldly going or Ooh. boldly going. Okay. And these are in alphabetical, mostly in alphabetical order. All so right, I don't know. All right. Okay. First up. Anfu ham. Anfu ham. Old. Old. I'm going to say, I'm going to say bold. Old. It is old. It is a dry Damn. cured ham from Anfu Jiangxi. All right. Fish juice. Old or space? Old or uh, bold? Uh, space. Uh, I'm going to say space too. Old. I'm going to go old. Wait, wait, okay. Is this all from Star Trek or is this? Any space? No, no. Yeah, Star Trek foods. I okay. try to stick to TNG, but there's a couple of little. Okay. I'm going to say space. It is fa- uh, fish juice is a traditional Cardassian morning beverage served hot. Mm. Mm. Uh, Darvin came to detest it, longing for coffee instead. Uh, force meat. Force meat. Force meat. Force with an F. Force meat. Old space. Force meat. Old. Yeah. Old. It's old. Derived from French farcier to stuff. It's a uniform mixture of lean meat with fat made by grinding or sieving sieving the ingredients. So it's sausage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Force meat. Rob likes to grind us meat. That's true. Grand premiere. Grand premiere. Space. I want to say a space one, but I think old. I'm going to go space. This is space. This is the variety of champagne from the Altair system that Data or that Lore gave to Data to make him shut down in Data Lore. Nice. All your alien foods are, are English words. This isn't mm-hmm. fair. Mm, go figure. I did this in a big hurry. Groat cake. Groat cake. Groat cake. Can you spell it for me? G R O A T C A K E. Groat cake. Old for sure. I'm gonna say old. Old. Bold. It's Space. It's a Bajoran <laughs> breakfast. A Bajoran breakfast food consisting of groat and other ingredients. Mm. Of course, it's wow. particularly good when topped with syrup of squill. Uh, Hasperat. Hasperat. Oh, space. I'm gonna go uh, with John. Bold. On that. Yeah, bold. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna go with that. Sure. John looks so confident. <laughs> yeah. That's from DS9. Yeah, Bajoran dish said to be spicy enough to make your eyes water. Mm. Gestural tea. Gestural tea. That sounds like space oh. too. Say that old. sounds like something Jed Zia Dax would drink. I'm I'm thinking he picked it because it sounded like space. I'm going I'm going old, oldly going. It is space. It's a betazoid uh, treat. Its tea is a favorite of Lwaxana. She found the tea particularly comforting in times of anxiety or stress, and ordered it frequently leading up to her intended marriage to Ken. Is that what she drank with the sausages in it? God, God ran <laughs> gestural tea. Krup Krupuk Krupuk. Sorry, don't mind oh, my uh, pronunciation. I'm not trying to make old, it sound like I'm going bold. Yeah. Yeah. Klingon. Yeah. Old. I'm trying to sound like I'm trying to sound Klingon, but it is a, tradi- a 
an old traditional oh, cracker made from oh, rice flour. Clean. Fooled me. It's not Klingon. It is old. Cracker. An old cracker. You're an old cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Got his Ma- ass. <laughs> Maku. Maku. Old. Old. Space. Uh, space. Old. It's an ancient Roman dish made primarily from crushed fava beans. Moritum. Moritum. Bold. Really old. Like old. Bold. Tolkien old. <laughs> it is old. A kind of cheese spread that Roman peasants used on various breads. Two Romans in one? <laughs> two Romans in a row. Par- That's why they call them a row, men. Oh. That's right. Wow, they really do. <laughs> Parthus. Parthus. Wait, Parthus. Uh, old. Space. Space. That sounds Greek. Uh-huh. It's space. It's Akamarian. Uh, Riker makes Parthus a la Utah. It's uh, for when uh, I forget what episode that was. The I, I remember that the young yeah. woman Parthas Alayuta. Well, she's a not green... young. She's like five hundred years old, and he murders right. her in the end. Mm. Right. It's a green vegetable. Oh right, right, right. It's a green vegetable with fleshy roots. Parthas Alayuta. Mm. Uh, similarly, Paruthi Pal. Paruthi P R A U T H I space P A A L Paruthi Pal. Old, old. It is old. An ancient, authentic beverage of Indian state. There's made of cotton seeds, spices, and brown country sugar. Pippius Claw. Pippius Claw. Bold. Pippius Claw is like a pickpocket name from like, like some Scottish shit or, or Icelandish. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, don't be out at three in the morning or Pippius <laughs> Claw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is one of the. Oh, go ahead. I'm going to say old. I'm going to say space. It's one of the uh, dishes that Riker sampled when he's attempting to acquaint himself with Klingon mm. culture. Uh, that ah. one did sound familiar, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pippius Claw. Mm-hmm. Uh, quark. Quark. I love I mean, old, I space nine. You're asking me to you want to eat I, quark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I threw it in because of the association, but it is old. Uh, it's like, I'll <laughs> eat the shit out of a Ferengi. Yeah. <laughs> Just wash me. A fresh dairy product made from milk. That's a redundant sentence. It's a type of fresh dairy mm-hmm. product made from milk. Uh, almost done. Couple more. Uh, red bat. Red bat. R e d b a t. Space. Red bat. Bold. Space. Bold. It is indeed space. So Dorian red bat is a flying mammal native to the moon Andoria. It was considered edible by some. Um, Shrikhand. Shrikhand. Old. 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 It is old. It is uh, derives its name from Sanskrit for milk and the Persian word for sweet. It's a mm-hmm. dessert from fermented milk. And this one's just not really a question at all. Uh, but I, a, a bioenzymatic supplement. <laughs> bioenzymatic <laughs> supplement. Space or old? Old. I don't yeah. use supplements no. in the no, future. No, it's it's a no. Oh, it's it a is joke. a space. Bioenzymatic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Congratulations, everybody. Guess who won? You did, Rob, because you made it delightful. I won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Great. The listeners uh, won. Uh, thank right. you all for indulging me in old or bold. Yay, we got a quiz. Woo! Woo-hoo. I thought Ow. we might need it. been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's also been a while for an IMDb Minute. Let's have three of them, Rob. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, here we go. I'm here we pee. go. Okay, that's fine. All right. We've so first got... we, get, uh, we get Toby Jones. Let's do the the poor man's Toby Jones. Uh, is that Jarth? Yeah, J- Garth? Jarth? Yeah. Jarth. These are the delegates, right? The uh, Yeah. These are all cars people. Yeah. Uh, he is in, he's known for Veep, and okay. where he, plays, he plays actor in Veep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Baskets. I've seen that, but I don't remember Morpheus's father. Uh, the mm. Office and Bones. He's okay. in 111 Things. Let's mm, do it quickly. Him. Good for him. Uh, 1984, Out of Control was his first. 
Sure. Uh, New Heart, Family Matters. Coach. Just the one next gen. Jarth will not be coming back to next generation. Adam's Family Values. He played a lawyer. Mm, Naked Gun 33 and a third. Ghost in the Machine. Babylon uh, 5. Step by step. There's some uh, Wag the Dog. Oh. And Jag. <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He plays a lot of um, like job titles. Like he doesn't have a name. Yeah. He's just senator, bartender, priest, minister, minister. bartender, yeah. news anchor, doctor. He's still acting. Twenty twenty two. Still acting. Good for Ready him. Go oh yeah. For uh, Rick. Oh, Rick Scary. By the way, is his name Rick? Oh Scary. yeah. Richard like Richard Scary. Scary? Yeah. That's what? <laughs> what? Uh, then we have Leva, mm-hmm. who I assume is the other one. Stephanie sure. Herb. Mm-hmm. Stephanie. Herb. Oh, I know her. I think I do too. Yeah. Oh, she's in Dahmer. I'm not going to watch that, but she's also in Bosch Legacy and League of the, the new League of Her Own. She's yeah, in a lot. Donovan, yeah. She's in some. She's in zeitgeisty stuff. She's in, in 98 <laughs> things. Wait, is this? Who is she in Bosch? This was her first show. Bosch. She's her first show. Is this next gen? Ready wow. to go. Grace Under Fire. Troopers. Hell yeah. News Aww. radio, mm. freaks and freaks geeks, and geeks. Will yeah. and Grace, Enterprise. She plays oh my a receptionist. God. Two episodes of Twenty Four. Yeah. Tenacious, Tenacious D. D in the Pick of Destiny. Parks and Rec. Yeah, Bosh. Yeah, Bosh. <laughs> Where my Bosh heads at? Bosh Legacy. <laughs> this is, of course, the Bosh. The Bosh Legacy is that. That's the follow up, right? That's the. Uh, that's the eighth season of Bosh that they changed to a different <laughs> show so they could avoid paying uh, people more. Oh boy! Oh. Very good. <laughs> One of those uh, situations. That's a that's a new loophole that uh, production companies have found out about. Oh no! Yeah, because after seven seasons, or after how many episodes? Well, is if it you just to... if you just say you're doing a new show, right? They don't have to pay the. Uh... Then it, yeah, it's not a you can you re, you get to renegotiate your contracts from scratch. Boom. Uh, and then is that it? Or who oh, and we... then we we meet apparently instant Janeway. Oh, yeah. Should we just get yeah. her real quick? She's the one that Counselor Troy is uh, yeah. berating. Oh, man. That's, <laughs> Boy. That was rough. That is uh, Lucy Borier, and she's known for Too Hot to Handle and Doogie Hauser and an ABC after school special as a girl. <laughs> mm. She's in 28 Things starting in 1987. Uh, in the after school special, The Day My Kid Went Punk. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh, a lot of Doogie Hauser. Yeah. She's been a girlfriend or something. She does not come back in Star Trek as Captain Janeway, unfortunately. Oh. Um, Tosh.0. Oh, she plays Tosh's mom. And then uh, 2022, still acting. Way to go. Okay. Way to go, Lucy Borier. All right. Yeah, I thought I thought that they could have gone a little harder in that scene with her. I mean, it's it's fun seeing Troy be a terrible counselor, but... Surprised that she, like, I thought that she was going to lead up, you know, like, well, if you're not, if you know what, maybe you should just kill yourself. I thought she was really like heading for <laughs> yeah. like, maybe suicide. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to get darker, but <laughs> and then uh, and then she gets old. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty good old age makeup, especially that first stage. I yeah, thought it was really good. Yeah, it was pretty effective. Sure. And then for some reason, she scratches the crap out of Riker. Right. She does that. I mean, that's Ooh, before yeah, that. But, yeah. That was weird. I thought she was becoming like a like a like a, a monster for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like if she wants to get laid so bad, like why? I, I don't know. I also love that they just ignored the fact that beards basically stop people from being able to scratch f- grooves into your skin. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. part of what body hair is for. But no, <laughs> she can just scratch right through it. <laughs> well, here's, yeah, I mean, she's 
horny, but also she has the negative emotions of scratchiness. Yeah. She wants to <laughs> where, where get do you scratchy. Think she, where, where'd she scratch Ivan Drago at? Or was he oh. bleeding when he left? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> think about that for a while. <sighs> and, and all right. Crusher's pose when she and Jordy are looking up the transport log. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. She I has like leaned it. halfway over that engineering console. Like, is this. Is that just because he was sitting down and she was standing up and they needed her head to be lower <laughs> down in the frame? But she's like fully just languished over that engineering console mm. while she's talking. Somebody, somebody's mm. never watched the iPad while their son mm. really wants to see what they're watching on YouTube. That's mm-hmm. how that's how people stand when they want to see the. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you watching? <laughs> yeah, that's more of the mystery stuff. Bev trying to figure out the transporter logs, mm-hmm. biofilters. But again, this uh, Sev just does not know what to do with mm-hmm. these uh, like emotional kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to keep using receptacles because that's what he used. Sponge. I mean, he he calls them receptacles. His his, yeah. his colostomy bags. Yeah. Well, he's and also like, though any negative emotions he might have about it, he doesn't. Ha- you know, yeah. are not there, so yeah. he can't. He doesn't that's give a true. shit. He's just like I don't know. That would be a negative emotion. So who cares? Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is. His whole argument behind it is like the negative emotions would make me a bad negotiator, mm-hmm. uh, but like that's not why like like countries and nations don't have feuds because like the vibes were off in the room. Like <laughs> if they had cast like a Patrick Swayze type or something, like I just watched Roadhouse, but like <laughs> so it's like yeah, I got I got all of my like my uncool emotions and I put them in these receptacles and I just am not the <laughs> coolest guy ever and they got a super charismatic actor who is like really hot. That would have charming. Helped. Yeah. A real man of the people, you know? Yeah, a Some man people. of the people. <laughs> what does that mean? It doesn't yeah, what yeah. does the title mean? Oh, yeah, it like, doesn't mean oh. Dalton <laughs> from Roadhouse is a great example of a man yeah. who cools a room and yeah. De-escalates and could probably solve a war between two warring factions. God, Picard should have just ripped his throat out with his bare hands. Uh, that would have made this episode <laughs> so much better. And that is how he kills the Borg Queen. Oh, yeah, nice. that's a good point. But Dalton does have negative emotions, and that doesn't stop him from being a great negotiator. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Or a good ghost, either. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know right. negative emotions are how you move shit. So. Great. Yeah. yeah. I like that Crusher has a scratch eraser. Like, you can just yep. erase scratches off people's faces. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's a good effect. Yeah. But you need to perform an autopsy to yeah. apparently check if an or- a liver is as old as the skin. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Anyways, yeah, she rushes into the transporter room. She's super old, and she's got a knife. She's yeah. got a knife where she got some somewhere. I don't know where she got that. <laughs> Shiv. She's got a space knife. Yep. <laughs> yeah, she's absorbing Alcar's uh, negative emotion of stabbing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Picard is absorbing the stabbing. Very <laughs> <much>. <laughs> yeah. Although I do love like oh, it's superficial. It's like yeah, well, yeah. After you get stabbed in the heart by a Norshikan blade, yeah. mm-hmm. anything is superficial. <laughs> I thought this would, might be the way that Picard goes out. It's just stabbed by Troy. <laughs> just turn around. Wow, season six. End of, <laughs> end, of, end of show. End of character. It seemed crazy that she could overpower him though. It's all the angry emotions. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't prepared. Mm-hmm. They never say that while she's going insanely jealous and becoming super mean that she gets super strength. Yeah, they don't say out. a lot about what's going on yeah. with her. So. Okay. But yeah, I, I. I mean, again, this was a moment where I was like, "Oh shit, she's got a knife." Yeah, I was that. not expecting that. Mm. 
He just wanted to go out to the beach and have a fun coastal vacation. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was in. He's like, I put my ca- my best counselor in charge of this shit. This is an easy thing. Oh, yeah. Right? Diploma- diplomacy. He already dropped like half a Valium or something. Yep. He's like, got reservations at Margaritaville. Oh, you guys, you guys are good with the uh, the chair assignment? All right, I'll just like, be out on the beach oh, organizing hey. the deck chairs. Hey, hey, Troy's running over to me. What's she doing? Oh, hey, hey, whoa. <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh. oh, you're right. I did forget my pocket knife. Need that down there. <laughs> yeah. Let's head back to the negotiations of the uh, second floor of Senor Frogs. <laughs> That's what they're doing on the beach. It kind of shows. It kind of feels like Picard just shows up to get stabbed. I'm not yeah. really yeah. sure yeah. what yeah. else he's doing in this but, episode. Picard really isn't that necessary in this episode, and no. he d- is there because he is B- Picard. Like they mm. have to have him, but except for his like cool monologue where he has a good speech that I meant to write down and I didn't. Yeah, he's yeah, at the end, he's, he's got some good stuff with the ambassador yeah. when they start laying all their cards on the table. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they gave him like eight and a half seconds of do a Picard, Picard, yeah. God. And they're like, okay, and cut. The, mm-hmm. I mean, really, the reason he's here is for this next line in the, in the mm. medical bay Let's right hear. after this. Um, how's it feeling? It's a little stiff, but <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll disappear in a day or two. <laughs> Day or two, that is priapism, Crusher. Three to four <laughs> yeah. hours, that's what you get. <laughs> you would never use the word disappear either. Like, that is not a You would say, you would dissipate, or you would yeah. not say disappear. Unless that's how they flirt. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll make that disappear. I think yeah. that's a, maybe that's a, a double that's entendre what... hidden in the, the the text I didn't really pick up on. <laughs> that's what Crusher has to tell him whenever she gives him his, uh, you know, his, his, little, his little blue pills. Yep. <laughs> And that line was there for the crushers. Who I, I we did we only got one reply on this episode on the thoughts questions thread. Jesse, uh, biggest uh, Picard crusher head, along with Michelle, didn't even like this episode despite that scene. She this episode was that bad for her. So, mm. well, yeah, you know, yeah, even a stiff innuendo between mm-hmm. Crusher and Picard cannot elevate this episode for her. What about when she does some Lazarus shit? I mean, this is a good Crusher episode, besides the weird autopsy fascination, yeah. like, Crusher crushes this episode. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, did. she could do a better job explaining what the fuck is happening in the climax, but yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, so she does get to do the autopsy, right? That's where mm-hmm. we're at? She gets yeah. to do it. We don't we don't see it. It's all off screen. She's not his mother. She's not, 90, <laughs> she's not 93. She's 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, and mm-hmm. they say... <laughs> what did she say? I wrote something down about... Um, her skeletal structure is that of a 30 year old. Why did she look like such an old, like, uh, yeah. woman? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think if she had the skeletal yeah. system of a 30 year old, she'd look like a mommy. She would have been like, bitch, come on. Don't you <laughs> yeah. touch my guy. Like, so she... the emotional bile only ages the skin? Yeah. Apparently so. The organs that. seem fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> her teeth, I mean, it looks. Yeah, yeah that's how we die from the skin in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, Worf. Doesn't do shit. Mm. No. And I love this conversation because Picard's like, what's going on? The guy's like, I'm going to tell you exactly what's going on (laughs) because this is what I do. I have no power base. I have nothing. Guards, take this man away. (laughs) Who the fuck are these guards? Where'd they come from? (laughs) Well, because it almost feels like everyone's in on it. Yeah. But then, of course, he's like, the the lady, Leva, doesn't know what's happening later on. Or does she? I, I don't think so. No. You think? I mean, I kind of think she might. 
I mean, I do like it, it almost he almost would have had more of a case if he was like, yes, these are other people from my race who have elected to do this. So yeah. I can, uh, you know, give this benefit to the galaxy. And I was in a hard position. I needed someone. There was no one else on the ship. So this is where like a, a rewrite would come in because I like that. Like I feel like they should have had his receptacle like die not from old age, maybe, but mm-hmm. like through an accident, like yeah. stab, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it fell yeah. Like, yeah, like tripped and dropped all of her bat knives. Rides a Segway out of a window. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But like so, like okay, he has ten more years or so with her, and it's like oh, he has a d- it's desperate. He didn't. He yeah. yeah. So, so basically, yeah. the host, but with Troy and emotions. Yeah, I was the host. Yeah, Riker and yeah. The Trill. Yeah. Um, I did like that his his technique for his technique, which you mentioned earlier, is that like if you're patient, you let them speak, they get tired, and then they give up. And also, it's similarly here. He says that he when expectations are at their lowest, I can be the most effective, which is kind of my whole <laughs> stick thing. Too yeah, bad my whole this vibe. episode couldn't do that. Lower expectations. <laughs> well, we did lower. If we did lower did. Cameron's expectations, yeah. and I like that's when this episode was more terrible. most effective because <laughs> those as effective as it could be. I do love uh, Beverly calls uh, refers to what he does as psychic waste at one point, and that's another good band name. Mm. Yeah, you know, carrying over from last episode. I do love when the yeah. guards like Picard just turns to Worf and he's already disarmed. Like <laughs> yeah. we don't even need to film the fight scene. It's just like I know, but did you notice Worf makes a move? But it's like it, it, but it, his it, weapon's already out of its holster. He has yeah, no peripheral like Worf vision. He can't see that happening. The power of the edit, it's the power of the editing. Mm-hmm. They weren't there until the cut, until yeah. the video cut yeah, to that. Yeah. So, like, all of a sudden they're there pulling his gun out. And but I mean, it would have been great if Picard had pulled like a Tony Stark and been like, I've got a Klingon. And then turned around and was like, oh, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Worf, come on. <laughs> Worf. You really Worf that one up. Yeah. At least they didn't just cut to Worf and he's on the ground under a crate. <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> oh, he's already been just just disturbed. Stomp. Yeah. He was uh, just getting the shit beat out of him. <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> And then Crushers decides to flatline Troy. Yeah. For 30 minutes. She can kill her for 30 minutes. Which I don't understand because they kill her and then the guy immediately agrees to beam up and then they're like, we've got three minutes left. It took you mm-hmm. 20 minutes to beam like, Right. The timing doesn't work out for that. How long yeah, because it's not realistic, right? A body, a body's dead after 30 minutes, right? Down in the future. Not if you yeah. kill them with a hypo, with a hypo spray of Dilamadon. They oh, had a, a stasis yeah. field or something. Yeah. 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 You know, if after you take the Dilamadon, if you're still stiff for uh, two days, you should call Dr. Crusher. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. Flatliners would have had this technology, the it, the movie would have been a short film. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is that it's 26 minutes to get him from negotiations to the Enterprise, and then four to get him to transfer his – to try to do the rock the rock touching again. Yeah. Like, it, how did he get to his quarters in three in less than two minutes? That's they true. always do that stupid – like. They can't say 30 minutes and be like, we have three and a half minutes. Like, yeah. well, why don't you say <clears throat> we're at 18 we minutes? minutes? Like, yeah. yeah. And then, like, yeah. be like, okay, well, security, where is the guy? How close is he to his room? What's going on? Like, why is there no, like, talk like that? Like, but can't they track him on the ship? Well, let's say, let's get this final line of Beverly's here. Okay. Wait a minute. You're talking about killing Deanna. I'll be able to resuscitate her will as long as it's not more than 30 minutes. But the big question is, will that be enough time? Olcar has to establish a link with someone else before we revive Deanna, or else he might turn back to her. What the fuck? Where are you coming up with (laughs) this, Beverly? You don't know anything about this. No one does. This is one weird magic skill this guy's come up with, and you've got this whole theory Mm -hmm. uh, connected with red string on your board. Also, Mm -hmm. 
Way to bury the lead with Riker. Oh, no, Riker, I'm going to bring her back. When I said kill her. (laughs) Right. But yeah, it's the same thing they did last episode with Barkley. And it's like, oh, this must have happened with the plasma. And that gave it an extra charge. It's like, you have no fucking idea if that's true or not. (laughs) I mean, she's just basing it on how quickly he wanted to transfer to Troy, right? I mean, like, I think she's just basing it on like, oh, well, he really was fast getting from one vessel to the other. but. So then they're like, okay, we've got to keep our tractor beam on on this other lady so we can beam her out in time. But like, A, they don't know how long this thing lasts. Yeah. They have no idea how it could be instantaneous. Also, why not just beam her out? Like, why do you ha- they have to be in the middle of the ceremony? They do. They have to um, wait until he, she, the link is severed. Yeah. But isn't the link severed because she's dead? Yeah. And the only reason he might allow that is if he has this other, like, backup plan. I was so confused at what was, was going on here. Even after yeah. the weird, awkward explanation in the final scene with Riker and Troy, which felt like they wrote it afterwards. Like, D- did anyone know what happened at the end? <laughs> we'll, we'll give him a little line at the end. <laughs> nope. Still doesn't help. Yeah. He is still tethered to dead Deanna. Yeah. Until he transfers his rock power to okay. the other rock. Okay. So he's still tethered to a dead woman. And that's why he's in a hurry. Mm-hmm. But so but, why, when the tether reconnects, does he turn old and die? That nobody knows. Feedback. Also, oh. why do they have to wait for the neurotransmitter function to go below 300%? I don't understand. <laughs> for no. some reason, that would have kept the connection the way it had been. Mm-hmm. Or like that know. was right. his baseline. If he was in there, it never would have dropped below 300, mm. I think. I don't know. Oh, it was really. Because I also don't understand how that is what causes the aging. I don't understand yeah. how you're having right. more neurotransmitter function ages you. I think it yeah. just makes you fucking superhuman. Well, and then also, yeah. I mean, I know that like rapid de-aging isn't a real thing. But that's not how rapid de-aging works. No. Yeah. It's not just like cross-dissolve and suddenly she's fine. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking like, yeah, like there's no reason she just wouldn't be this way for ever yes yeah, yeah. I'll, i mean especially because it's like oh that's right when you get younger your hair perms itself that's <laughs> right <laughs> that's not and that's not crossfading cameron that is morphing technology yeah. oh, seen i don't the, even know if it was morphing yeah. it yeah. was like the uh, black or white video was probably around this time right yeah willow was before this yeah. and willow had better morphing yeah. technology we also got the the you know rapid aging which i enjoyed but we did get this line too warp to captain picard Ambassador Alcar is dead. He chose poorly. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I will say, like, yeah, that dude was a plank of wood. It, until I did, like, when he and Picard started putting their cards yeah. on the table, I, I, I found it more compelling then. But he was a right asshole, and yeah. this was a very compelling death scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was, and in that scene, it was like, Alcar wished he was alive. <laughs> uh chris i'm sending the swat team <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. come on in boys <laughs> the the evidence is right here in my notes <laughs> chris you've gone too al far okay it would have been nice to see that actor kind of go like instead of just like aging really fast like all of a sudden be like i'm really angry and scared and yeah, yeah. envious yeah and like <laughs> threw himself out the space window yeah, I don't exactly, know. yeah, yeah. but yeah like yeah if he just went in crazy and scanner's head or you know oh, jumped out into space yeah. yes that's good 
that would have been good. Like, just beam himself into space. Or, or just, like, pathetically break down crying. Like, yeah. like <laughs> where Worf is standing there, like, I'm embarrassed for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would have been interesting if it had been, like, 20 years of, like, emotional uh, intensity, like, yeah. killing him at once and just drove him crazy. could pre- pull it off like Picard did when he was... Uh, Channeling uh, Spock's dad. Yeah, <laughs> this actor. No. This actor. No. Well, this actor could for sure. Yeah. I believe that actor. Uh, his entire career is thanks to that chin. Is the only reason. He has <laughs> hey, chin goes a long way. <laughs> sure does. I like that the explanation. You know, I think the flow of negative emotions reversed back to him, and <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Oh boy! The flow of negative emotions must have clearly just flowed right back into him. Yeah, not like it does. That makes sense. That karmic Buddhism, you know, it just yeah. Yeah. That karmic chameleon kicked his ass. Yeah. Uh, And then yeah, that's a nice little scene. The only nice scene, the only fun (laughs) scene, is the car or uh, Riker and Troy being cozy. Maybe we'll all get old someday. Well, yeah, maybe we'll get old. Still talking about it. I'll like you when you're old and gray. That's nice. That is cute. Yeah. Yeah. Will you like me when I'm old and gray, Rob? Uh, uh, yeah. Rob, sure. Sure. Rob? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, for Rob? sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No problem. No cool. problem. Cool, cool, cool. Any day now. Any day now. Um. So, yeah. We could rate this thing. Oh, yes. We do have to do that. What are we have, rating it on, Rob? I don't have a whole lot on my list. We mm. can name it on, li- on um, 1 to 10 nipples. Ooh. Uh, we can measure it in neurotransmitter residue. Ooh, yeah. Uh, but I think maybe a number of hyposprays of delamadon. Dilo- yeah, Dilo- hyposprays. Not, uh, not inches of a jawline. Mm. Oh, inches of jawline? Mm. Tai Chi moves? Mm. I feel like nipples. Nipples. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. That's, of course, pairs of nipples. So When you t- watch this episode in your sheer 90, how many nipples become erect? Mm. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah, it's not fun. I don't think it's a fun episode. It's not fun. There's no funness. It's not yeah. fun. So it's a three. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I think there are fun moments. I think seeing uh, Marina Sirtis get a play heavy and get a play against type is, mm-hmm. is a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of good scenes there. The mystery was all right. Uh, but yeah, the guest star was a plank of wood. It had a lot of boring parts. The sexual stuff was a little much, and I just had no fucking clue what was happening at the end. So I'm going to say I've got five nipples poking out. Maybe there's half half an areola kind of budding up over there somewhere on, under my left rib cage. Five and a half. I will just say this. it's the As far as an episode with a – there's a better episode with a negotiator than mm-hmm. exists already. There's mm-hmm. a better episode with – well, wait. I was going to say there's a better episode with horny virus, but because like Troy gets a horny virus, but that yeah. episode's not as good. The other one with that. But like old age makeup, there's better episodes with old age makeup, and there's better episodes with Troy being abused and acting mm. unlike herself, where nobody seems to notice her. That's true. Uh, that's true. Look, I mean, five and a half is not great. Yeah. It's not a good episode. But I, no. you know, if it were on, I might watch a couple scenes of it. I, I might watch some of the fun scenes, and then Bobby, what you got? Ugh, I'm so confused by this and everything mm-hmm. because I think Troy. It's written well for Troy. She's at, she acts it well. Uh, I like Riker in this too a lot. I like mm-hmm. that their relationship. I don't know. I'm confused by it. I like I like seeing people turn old. I don't know why and go back. <laughs> it's oh, fun. I was like, ooh, I bet in 1992, I was like, wow. Um, but I have to kind of lean towards Cam and this. And I'm going to give it a five. 
Yeah. I'm giving come, it. Come sit on this fence with me, Bobby. I have really hot nipples, though. Ooh, those are some good nipples. They're good nipples. Chris, how do you, how do you rate this mother? Well, um, as I said from the beginning, like I, I enjoyed the fact that it was just a TV show. And, and all the things that are bad about – not all the things, but all the things that are bad about it, like – the fact that they, it feels like everything interesting is happening right over there, um, and all that. Like this is charming, even you know. And and of course, of course, the like the, the main performance, you know, Troy is like excellent, and again, like, in a fun way. Um, but of course, you know, not the best villain, and you know. So like, I think I'll give it. I mean, since we, I don't know what the scale is out of. Uh, Two yeah, nipples. I was gonna uh, out of two nipples. I guess I'll ten. give it like <laughs> two. one nip, yeah, one point one, <laughs> five nipples uh, with a uh, a magical stone that looks like a toy boat uh, <laughs> on the side. <laughs> ten, ten nipples. Ten Chris. nipples. Ten nipples. One out of ten. ten one to ten. I'll give it. I'll, all right, I'll, I'll give it forty-five nipples. What are you gonna do? <laughs> this is over Zoom. I can give it all the nipples I want. No I'm one can stop me. Onto each and every one of them. I'm using. I'm actually funneling all my nipple energy into all of you. Um, Ooh, is that what I'm yeah. feeling? Yeah. Uh, John, even though you're the producer and your score will be flatlined, and I don't know, maybe brought back in thirty minutes, or maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oops, too late. Uh, what's your score? Well, I think the performance, I think Troy is fun to watch in this because it's season six. I think Riker is good in this and and Crusher is good in this because it's season six Mm -hmm. and they are so established because this is the third worst episode of Star Trek TNG. This episode is dog shit. Mm -hmm. It's barely above the racist episode (laughs) and the clip show. I hate (laughs) this episode. This episode gets a two. Wow. You're sexy when you get angry. Yeah. <laughs> there were some psychic waste there. I yeah. mean, are we are we near the end of Troy gets abused episodes or are there still more ahead of us? Like I'm just tired of like of I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's at least one more. Can Troy do something else besides getting abused in just once? I don't remember the last time she was like she when she uh took over you became the captain, that was good. When she got I mean yes. I like the when she was controlled by Zod, that was a good well, one. Okay, are we counting just the series or are we counting movies too? Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, guys, uh, season six, not off to as good a start as season five was. No. No. No, yeah, I think, okay, yeah, if I never have to see Troy become a soap opera character again, I'll be perfectly happy. Mm. See, and that's the thing is, yeah, season six doesn't start great, but man, it it gets, gets there. strong. Yeah. Nice. Gets there. Well, we'll get to the next episode shortly, but let me read our uh, Twitter poll. Uh, interesting results on this one. Zero percent gave it a nine or a ten. So no. oh. not a lot of lovers of this one. <laughs> but thirty-six point four percent did give it a six or an eight. Twenty-seven point three gave it five or six, and then another thirty-six point four <laughs> gave it a four or lower. So there are some defenders. Yeah, because hmm. you know what the eighters are for. Mm-hmm. The the nipples, <laughs> yeah, sweaty. They're just they're nipples. just in it for the like the Riker Troy love story. You have to remember that when people are watching this, like it really matters that there's still some kind of tension in that relationship. So Their I think it's inflated. So good, yeah. yeah. No, that's fine. There's nobody else on the show that makes that episode but those two people. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. there's that one Jordy scene where he does nothing. <laughs> oh, I forgot Jordy was in it. Data stares dumbly at one point. Hey, wait, yeah. is Data in the episode? He's at. He's in it. Yeah, oh, I missed him. Like, I missed him like I missed the nipples. What does he say when she's in Tim Ford? The counselor has changed her appearance. Oh, <laughs> yeah. one line. Yep. 
Well, if you want to come to our social medias and tell us what old foods you ate, you can. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, hopefully, fingers crossed, at, uh, at Greenshirt87 is where we're at on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook uh, at Greenshirt Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Greenshirt Podcast. You can get uh, T-shirts and mugs and some groat cake. I put some groat cake up on my website at shirtnerdery.com. Uh, some, maybe some force meat, uh, shirtnerdery.com slash greenshirt. Chris, I'm so glad you came on for this episode with Yay! us. What Appreciate can you it. tell us about you? Anything you want to shout um, out? I don't have anything to plug right now. So the midterm elections are coming out. Mm-hmm. So remember mm-hmm. to vote. What? Wait, no, wait. What? Oh, no. <laughs> it's too late. Christmas just happened, actually, um, I think. Uh, oh, let's see. Uh, remember to vote Romney in Obama against Romney. <laughs> You're <laughs> way off. Uh, um, what? I don't know. Um... Go on a walk. It always it, it, walk. it does always stairs. make you feel good. Uh, and stairs are great <laughs> unless you have a mobility issue. And I'm am sorry. Um, oh but yeah, shit. <laughs> uh, I cherish and value every person. Um, yeah. But yeah, just get some get some fresh air, hydrate, uh, <laughs> text someone you love that you haven't talked to in a while, and just check in on them. And uh, you know, um, oh yeah, and Rob's address is uh, is five, all right. What five. are we watching next week? <laughs> there, next John. week we are watching relics. Ooh, relics! That sounds like a fun archaeological one. Yeah, the sequel to uh, the Tom Sizemore movie. Oh, that's right. That's a really good book. <clears throat> that was Reliquary. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I bet I bet they go on like shore leave to some planet that has some relics, and Picard's like, I'm going to go. Go explore those ruins. And he goes and he's digging around. He really wants to find a relic, but he finds nothing. Meanwhile, the real adventure is over with um, Troy and Riker kind of shopping in the mall. And they see this uh, this lovely dress on a mannequin. And so she goes in and takes it off. But like she's got this Betazoid bracelet that brushes against the mannequin. And the mannequin comes to life. And Troy goes, oh, my gosh, is it like a, a medieval princess or maybe an Egyptian princess? No, it's James Doohan, Scotty himself. Oh, yes. You can't oh, have no. a Star Trek podcast uh, for five years and not find out that Scotty oh, appears shit. at some point. Yeah, he's the, still, he's the still image for my streaming service. Yeah, I did when I was on Paramount Plus and it was like the next time, like, Scotty's in this one, an episode that I'll actually pay attention. To. Those are some nipples. Oh, oh, so I'm looking forward to uh, talking about relics with Josh Alder. Uh, I don't. Uh, that's all I know. I know Scotty's, and I have no idea how Scotty appears in TNG episode uh, or what he does while he's here. So I'm really excited for this episode. I've been waiting for it for like I think I've been known about it for about a year. Hell he's yeah. a cute. I'll tell you right now. He's a Q. He's a fucking Q. I knew it, Scott. <laughs> how else does he perform those miracles and just in the nick of time? That's right. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Except saving Spock's life. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right. Bye, Chris. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye, Bobby. Bye, Cameron. Bye. Cheers. Okay. Bye. Could we just continue with the evaluation?